Today's message is brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You know, if we, if we get our mindset in this position of the rules and regulations of what the Word says and relationship with Him, you find yourself out of the point of intimacy with Him. And you, you know, just because we keep the rules and the regulations doesn't mean that we're in the vine. We're trying to operate in this stuff with the mechanics of it and not the spirit of God in it, you know? And so I, I have found in this, in this last year that I have had to quiet myself down Quiet down what I think that I should do, what I've been, you know, taught in the church to do, what I, this is the right answer, and hear from the Holy Spirit on what to do. And you know, you can only do that if you allow yourself to sit and hear. You have to quiet down and be there, and it has to be on purpose. It'd be like, um, you know, when I when I go on a date with with my husband and we're both looking at our phones there's no communication there's no growth of intimacy and and relationship there it's just we went on a date yeah we're a marriage that goes on dates do you know what I mean yeah like oh yeah we're, I'm a I'm a Christian that goes to church but I don't want to just be somebody that goes to church. God is saying and he has provided for us an intimacy that we don't even realize the, the, the broadness, the, the amazing relationship that God desires to have. You know, his scripture says, in him we live and move and have our being. That the design was that when Jesus died and rose again and the Holy Spirit would come and be in us, that we would live with him. We would walk with him. And we have this, and I don't know if it's because of the way, you know, some were raised or whatever, but we've got this available, tangible, powerful relationship with God right at our fingertips. And the biggest enemy to it is time. Other things are more important. And so the reason why I felt like this was important is that that the only way I really got true answers in this last year was by consistently being quiet before the Lord and talking to him. And I had already had established in me, Lord, I know you're the healer. Nothing's going to change my mind. So you better have that established in you. Because if you're going to him and you don't know what his plan is for you or you don't know his character or his heart, you're going to have a hard time having a trust relationship with him. Okay, but when you go to him, 
and you know, God, this is what your word says, and you're my healer, and you're my father. Speak to me. Show me in your word. Minister to me. Lead me. Guide me. I give it to you. I lay aside my own thoughts, my own ideas, what I think I should do, what I think I should be, what I think I should say from the word in this situation. I lay it all aside. Speak to me. Show me where to go. In Proverbs 3, and I'm going to read this out of the Amplified, but, um, and I'm beginning in verse uh, 1. It says, My son, or my daughter, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life worth living and tranquility and prosperity, the wholeness of life's blessing, they will add to you. Do not let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. Bind them securely around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Trust in and rely confidently, confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. And do not rely on your own insight or your own understanding. In all of your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. And he will make your path straight and smooth. Removing obstacles that block your way. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil and it will be health to your body, your marrow, your nerves, your sinews, your muscles, all your inner parts and refreshment, physical well-being to your bones. Where does that come from? Saying the right verse at the right time? Coming to church on Sunday? It comes from, God, I can do nothing without you. I'm going to remain in you. So whether, and this is not just healing, whether this is uh, financial, whether this is relationship, whether this is um, physical healing or whatever, we cannot do anything without him. And it's not just we cannot do anything without him. It's we can't do anything without abiding in him and having relationship with him and it being real and it being deep and it being purposed. You know, I shared with somebody, you know, I'm just having a hard time spending time with the Lord. And I said, and this was from the Holy Spirit, so maybe this will help somebody. But I said, I said, set up a date with God. When you set up a date with a friend or um, your spouse or whatever it may be, do you miss that date? It's the same with God. See, because we don't see him sometimes, 
we don't recognize him and we don't acknowledge him. So like Proverbs 3, acknowledge him in all of your ways. That, that's, there's purpose. You have to purpose to do that. You have to, this is what I'm going to do. And it's, I've got this meeting. I've got this meeting at 8 this morning to meet with someone. And it's out of that place of, God, I can do nothing without you. I have to abide in you. I want health in my body. I, want, I know that your word is true. I know that what you have for me is true and it's good and it's a future and it's bright. I know that you have healing for my body. I know that, I know that you've provided it for me through your, through your resurrection, through your death, burial, and resurrection. You've provided it for me. I know it's there. Show me how to walk in it. Some tran um, actually, we're going to read, um, well, let me tell you what acknowledge means. It means to accept or admit the existence of truth or truth of. The word, word acknowledge in the Bible means to know or recognize. In the case of Proverbs 3, 6, it is to know his ways inside and out and to recognize that he is the ultimate umpire of your life. In Colossians 3.15, it says, Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. To this peace, indeed, you are called as members in one body of believers, and be thankful to God always. Some translations read, Let him be the umpire, umpire of your heart. Your innermost, your heart is your innermost being, your center. See, sometimes, and this is, this is what I think I was trying to do. I'm just going to be real, real with you. And this is okay because you start where you are at, right? So immediately when these things were happening with my body, I went to the Word and I got my healing scriptures out and I started saying those. And I started confessing them over my body, which is not a bad thing to do, okay? That's a good thing to do. But I wasn't getting freedom in areas, I was, you know, and I'm like, okay, scripture says to hold fast. So I'd hold fast to that scripture. I'd just continue to say it. But the more and more I sat down with, because I was like, God, I, I, they can't do anything for me. This is, you've all, you're all I've got. Now listen, that should be the first thing we go to is God. And what he wants to do and say in the situation. But nonetheless, we're at where we're at, Right. And God is so patient with us. He loves us so much. But, but I was uh, in that process, I'd sit down with them and I'd say, Lord, I know that this is what your word says about healing. And this is what I've been proclaiming with my mouth. And I'm keeping the fear out and I'm keeping the doubt out. What, what am I missing? You see, God doesn't miss it. Now listen, this is not condemnation. But how many decisions, and I'm just talking about myself right now, how many decisions have I made in my own personal life that I have not acknowledged the Lord in? My schedule is mine. My time is mine. Even, even at some points I would sit down, this reading schedule, this is mine. This is what I'm doing. Do you know what I'm saying? 
Does that make sense? You can get into a routine of things and miss the quality of a thing and miss the intimacy of a thing. And a lot of times I believe that we are waiting for this miraculous thing because I believe in signs, wonders, and miracles. Absolutely do I. But why is a lot of the church sick and dealing with stuff? I mean, these are questions I'm asking myself throughout this last year. And I'm going to show you because this set me free. And I am stronger in body than I was a year ago. And guess what? I'm not quitting. So a year from now, I'm going to be even stronger. Because what's, what's the first things we've talked about? All fall, we talked about the truth. You need to know who God is, and you need to know that he loves you, and you need to know that he is the healer. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That is who he is. That is his character. That is who he is. He does not have any bad to give. He does not have any sickness to give. He is good. But like salvation, we have a choice And I had to honestly look at this, that, Lord, I have not been acknowledging you in my life. And and even with the things that have to come with the body, physical things. If you guys are like me, the first thing you go to, or that uh, that I had gone to, was, I got to go to the doctor and find out what this is. I've got to go take this medication. I'm not against medication. Acknowledge me in all of your ways, and I will direct your path. And in his path is strength and health and life to your physical body. So, the word of God is our weapon, correct? This is a weapon. It says that it is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. So if this is our weapon, and, and you can see this in the life of Jesus when he was taken to the wilderness to be tempted, how did he battle the enemy? With his word, with the written, with the word. He battled, it is written. This is what the word says. It is written. This is what the word says. So how many think that that might be how we battle the enemy? Right? And notice the confidence in Jesus. He wasn't afraid. He was so established in the truth of the word of God that he knew there is no way that I'm going to speak this word and it's going to fail. That's how we have to get. This is truth. It does not fail. So if this truth is not working in my life, we better be acknowledging God and let him direct our path because he knows which way to go. He knows which weapon you need to use in every battle. So here I am, believing God for healing, and I'm saying the scriptures, and that's good because that keeps your mind focused on what the word of God says. But I am using, by his stripes, I was healed as my only weapon. Okay? It's like going to 
a gunfight with a knife. I'm not diminishing the power of that word. That's not what I'm saying. Catch what I'm saying here. By acknowledging him, he will lead you to the weapon that you need for that battle that you're in. This is where the intimacy comes in. God doesn't want us to just throw out words. He wants us to throw out the words and use the weapon that he is Because we're in the vine and we're remaining in him, he's speaking to us. This is what you speak right now. This is your weapon. So sometimes the weapon in that battle could look like this. March around the walls. Build an ark. Organize the people to sit in groups. And we're going to feed them with enough food that we really only looks like in the natural enough to feed one. But they fed 5,000. It could be, we're going to put mud on your eyes, and then we're going to go have you wash in the water. It could be, hold your staff over the water, because that makes a lot of sense. Come on, you see this? It could be, take the sling and a rock to the battle with the really big guy who has a really big sword. It could be, like Abraham and Sarah, move to a far-off land. This is what I'm going to do. There was a promise there, and it didn't make sense to their natural mind. Or it could be, Go to the scripture on love. Do you remember that thing that happened 10 years ago? You still got that in your heart. It's going to be your weapon is to get rid of that. You see that thing that you're offended at? The word of God says that love's not easily offended, so you should get rid of that. Because it's allowing the enemy in. It could be, this one's a little bit more natural. It could be, you know that coffee that you really love and you think you can't live without? I want you to lay it aside because it's hurting your body right now. I'm not saying coffee's bad. Not against coffee. But I do know people that have been led to do that and their body got back into line. It's not the same for everybody. Kenneth Copeland talks about how he was having elbow pain. What do you think when you have elbow pain? Do you think change your diet? But God spoke to him and he said, I want you to give up coffee. And he said, yes, Lord. Elbow pain left. How do you get answers like that? It's not by just going to this is what we do. It's by intimacy with God. That we walk in freedom. It's, with, it's, it's by intimacy with God and listening and slowing down that we get answers to questions. And guess what? He will answer every question. It may not be in the timing you want, and it may not be in the leading that you think it looks like the most natural. It may be, hold the stick over the water right now. What, God? It may be, 
let's put mud on your eyes. Well, God, I didn't see you do that to anybody else. Can we do something different? But what was the guy willing to do? Yeah, let's do that. And you want me to go rinse it off right now? Yep, I'm on it. I'm on it. If that's my road, if that's my, if that's my leading to my healing, the fullness of it, then I'm going to go there. Do you see this? God is good. And he's looking for people that abide in him in the vine on a day-to-day basis and hear from him and are led by him and say, God, this is not my day. This is your day. What do you want me to do today? Listen, he knows you have to go to work. He knows your boss isn't going to understand. Uh, God told me to stay home today. Okay? He's, he knows that. He's not, he's not an idiot. He understands the commitments that we have. But I am telling you, you will not get freedom in your life like you can have until you abide in the vine and you acknowledge him in everything that you do. Because I don't know about you, but when it says that apart from me you can do nothing, I believe it. I've been there. We've all been there, right? Perfect wisdom knows the perfect plan. But if we are not acknowledging his way over our way, we will not see victory and completeness and wholeness. In Isaiah 55, 8 through 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. You know what that means? Let me just give you my translation. I'm God. I know more than you do. I created you. I know more than you do. People were led to their victory with strategic and perfect wisdom. And God is not stingy. He liberally gives his perfect wisdom for every situation that we face. Liberally, as James says. When we submit to him, his leading, his word, his direction, then we have the correct weapon to resist the devil and watch him flee. James 4.17 says, resist, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What is the first part of that? You say, well, I am submitting to God. No, no, no. In every situation, he will have you submit to a word. In my situation, submitting the word that I needed to submit to in order to have enough of enough um, power flowing through me to that situation to be able to resist the enemy and see him flee. I had to submit to love does not take offense and build up a wrongdoing in its heart toward anybody. That was my weapon for my healing. 
Did I still say the healing scriptures? Absolutely, because I need to know he is a healer and he's nothing else. I mean, he's not, any, he's not anything less than healing, complete healing. So yes, to establish a truth in you, you need to know this is what he purchased. These are the healing scriptures, all of those things. But my weapon for that moment of what I was fighting was you have this hurt in your life that you're not getting rid of and it is allowing the enemy to come in and bring sickness into your body. See, if we as believers get upset and frustrated At the idea, now hear me out, that I might be doing something wrong here and we just get offended at it, you will not see truth to set you free. What sets you free? Truth. When God came to me and he told me, Heidi, you've got this hurt right here that you're allowing to just sit in you and it's affecting your physical body. Did I get upset and say, oh, God, you, I can grace, 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 grace. I can do anything. I can act any way I want and have the promises of God. If God could do it that way, but see, he's just. Does that make sense? He's not going to go against his word. And his word says that whatever you sow, you will reap. That's a truth. Seed time and harvest will never end. And it's a truth. And it will not change because he doesn't change and he's not a liar. So if I am sowing this hurt and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and feeding it, I will produce a harvest in it. And most of the time, listen to me, most of the time it shows up in your physical body. Most of the time. Second Corinthians 2.14 says, He always leads us into triumph. And the emphasis is on the leads. You want triumph in your life? You get in the vine and you acknowledge him in everything and you let him lead you no matter how hard it is to your flesh. No matter how impossible it looks to your natural eyes. You let him lead you. And you walk in it by faith. All right, God, this is what you said. All right, here we go. Yeah, that doesn't look very sane. That doesn't look right. That doesn't make sense with, that doesn't compute with my brain. But this is what you're telling me to do. This is where I'm going. Does that make sense? Ladies, I have been saved for as long as I can remember. I have never felt so close to the Lord as I have in this last year. And it did not come by being lazy with it. I have had to lay things aside that I thought I wanted, that I thought I needed, and spend time with him. It's a sacrifice, I get it. Well, we know how to sacrifice. We sacrifice for a lot of things. If you're a mom in here, you sacrifice. You know, we cannot afford to not live in the vine. We cannot afford 
to not acknowledge him in all of our ways. To be effective in your hearing, you must slow down and make time to listen to get to know him. Those that wait, seek, dwell, look, hunger, abide, ask, those are the ones that will know him, and those are the ones that will live in fullness. And I'm just going to give you some scriptures, and you can write these down. Isaiah 40, 31. Those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They won't be weary. They'll not faint. Wait takes discipline, and it takes time. <laughs> yes, it does. It takes action. Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me wholeheartedly, not half-heartedly, wholeheartedly. Psalm 91, Sean's been talking about this on Sundays. He who dwells in the secret place in the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Down to verse 14, it says, because he, who's he, that's talking about us, has set his love upon me therefore i will deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble i will deliver him and honor him with long life will i satisfy him and show him my salvation those that dwell in the secret place matthew 5 6 those that hunger and thirst for righteousness will be completely satisfied. John 15, hunger and thirst. If I get ever get hungry and thirsty, there is no stopping me. I will find that satisfaction. <laughs> you got to be that way with finding the Lord. John 15, 4, remain in me and I'll remain in you just as no branch can bear fruit. We read that already. You can do nothing, Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask and keep on asking and it will be given. This is a perpetual thing. It's not a once thing. It's complete, continually coming to him. And on chapter or page 107, he says his compassionate heart yearns to heal us more than we have the capacity to desire it. Whew. I desire healing in my body. And my God desires for me to walk in it even more than I desire to have it. Because he's good. And I'm determined and purposed that I will spend the rest of my life abiding in him. And living and moving and having my being in him. And no one else. So, before we break out into groups, we're going to listen to a song. And I just want you to... I know this was a little bit longer, but... Guys, I, this is how you, this is how you walk in promises. You get to know the promiser. And you get to know really good what his voice sounds like. And you let that voice lead you in every decision. And you will have victory in everything you face. Has this been a long year? Absolutely. Has the enemy tried to attack me a few times throughout the year? Yes, he has. But I'm so solidified in who God is and what he purchased for me. And I have such a good relationship with him that you know what I know? My father won't let me down. But I'll continue to allow him to speak to me to make adjustments in my life. 
And you know what? I don't ever feel condemnation when he does. When you're in a relationship, my kids, when I get after them, do you know what? Ten minutes later, we can squeeze one another and cuddle, and God is, God is good. But he'll show you things in the word as you allow him to lead you that may look different than where you think you should go in the word. And he will require you. If you want freedom here, you have got to walk in obedience here. You've got to hear me. And he's not doing it because he's mad at us or he wants us to pay. He's doing it because he wants us free. So we're ready, Jessica. So just listen to the words and let the word and the Lord minister to you for just a second. Thank you for taking time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.